welcome to Your Property Podcast. My name is Michelle Cairns, your host for today, and today is the 12th of January 2021, and with us we have got Melkeet Powell and Sanjay Kumar from Savoy Properties. Hi guys. Hi. Good to have you on with us today, and today we're going to be talking about, uh, amongst other things, your recent award in the Property Investors Awards and what you had to do to to apply to that and obviously win the award for last year. So uh do you want to just start off by giving us a bit of background and about yourselves and how you got into property? Sanjay, do you want to go first? Yeah, no problem. So um, we have, well, I have a business on the side where we do sort of um, gold and diamonds, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a family business going for 51 years. Um, me and Mark went to school together. It's known each other since the age of 10. And um, in our early 20s, I'd say that um, <clears throat> we just looked at buying, buying one-bedroom houses and just sort of diversifying um from from our normal income if you like and um yes from there it's just been a good journey for about 20 years and just moved on to hmos developments um office to residential building houses um it's become a full-time job now so this <laughs> this is the full-time job it was a hobby but now it's a full-time job uh, market was in it which he can probably just fill you and where he's come from do you want to start Mark? yeah so um from myself so i i, I finished university uh, did a master's, went into IT, but it was at the peak of uh, the dot-com boom. Uh, at that point, uh, I saw a lot of people become redundant overnight, and I thought, well, we're going to need uh, something else to fall back on. So uh, with Sanjay, we just, as we were working, saving some money, uh, just buying smaller uh, one-bedroom houses, just putting on rent as a sort of a pension for the future. Um, as we went through this journey, we scaled up on the, the properties to two, three bedrooms, started to do extensions. Um, and then 10 years ago, we ventured into the HMO market. We were renovating houses, putting them into uh, between four to six bedroom ensuite houses, uh, ensuite rooms, and then putting it on rent. And then we've just literally just every year just uh, evolved uh, to new builds, uh, office to residential uh, to one that we just finished uh, last year, which was uh, 10 uh, flats consisting of two, uh, two two bedrooms, five one bedrooms and three studios. Uh, and now we're hoping to do bigger and better things this year. Great. And so what was the point where you decided to go from being a sort of armchair investor landlord where you've got these single lets running in the background for one day when you cash in the pension? Or, and what, what changed to actually being more active as a, as a full-time investor? I think for us, we just grew. Um, yeah. so once, once you start growing, your team starts, to, you, you, you have to be more hands-on. And once you're more hands-on, you're, you, know, you have a bigger team, it becomes, takes more of your time. So I think it was a natural sort of transformation, if you like, just you, you, you move from one, one entity to another. Just, it just happened naturally, I would say. And, and I suppose before <clears throat> myself and Market were working full time, and um, this was like I said, it was it was something on the side, or like Market saying on the side, we'd, we'd we'd buy one one house every few months or or whatever, and then all of a sudden it started to become a house a month, and rapidly speeding up. So so we had to be more hands on. Yeah, and the HMO market market, how you know, I'm assuming you moved into that for the cash flow and the you know the increased profits. At what point did you say? That's right. You could have chosen service accommodation, commercial units. 
why did HMOs appeal to you? Um, well, the main the main reason why we we ventured into HMOs was to escape the the nine to five. So Sanjay wanted to move away from the family business. I I wanted to escape the daily rep run into the city. Um, we looked at different strategies and we decided on the HMO market um, early 2010. The reason for that was we looked at the properties that are out there, they were quite poor standard. Uh, both myself and Sanjay went to university, we stayed in HMO, so we've got first-hand experience of it. We just thought, I think we could do it better. Um, and that's where that stemmed from. We had experience of HMOs. We've seen other people locally running HMOs. And at that point, a lot of them used to be student HMOs or housing uh, DSS HMOs. And that we felt that private professional HMO market was neglected and was probably the ideal market for us to focus on. So I've had to look at some of the pictures that you've done of the, uh, the HMO rooms and you've obviously gone for more of the boutique look, the very high-end premium. Uh, does that... Sure. Are you after the high-end prices? Are you breaking the ceilings in the local rents for for HMO rooms, or are you keeping it more um, affordable? A mixture of both. Um, so we tend to have six rooms in a house. Uh, the prices may range from say five fifty all the way up to eight hundred, depending on the size of the property. Um, what we're trying to provide is good standard accommodation. Uh, we want the feedback from uh, the agents that we work with, the tenants, the HMO inspectors to be positive and we want to build a brand around it. The region, reason for the boutique look was when we looked at the portals, all the rooms looked the same regardless of their ensuite. Um, and what we noticed was when tenants are looking for a room to move into, they're looking at, say, between five to ten different rooms. And when you go back, you tend to only remember uh, distinctive features or the last few that you saw. So we wanted ours to stand out. So uh, we put in these uh, geometric panel walls and uh, different features, different beds, uh, just the uh, fitted wardrobes. So we will actually stand out from the crowd. Right, so it was more the design that you were focused on to make you yourself stand out rather than anything else. That's right. I think also what, what we try to do is we, we try to give a product that we'd want to live in ourselves as opposed to just getting something and just renting it out. No, we, so we, we put a lot of thought and effort into it. Would we stay in here? What would we require, et cetera, et cetera? And that's sort of what we base our model around. Yeah, I can see that. And, and going back to that branding then, uh, that comes across in your marketing and your, uh, uh, you know, the, not just your adverts on Spare Room, but you've really gone for doubling down on that branding. So how do you think that that's helped you? Do you think maybe a tenant that was looking six months ago will recognize a room if they're looking again? Um, is the branding more for investors and attracting finance to what you're doing? Um, um, I'll go on this. Um, yeah, so uh, the branding um, came about by Sanjay uh, at some point last year. We wanted to, we previously were working with local agents uh, we didn't really want to become uh, letting agents, but what we noticed was the agents couldn't really give the service that we required. So we decided that we needed to prepare our own team, which we did uh, in March of 2020. So we rebranded as Savoy's Properties and with a distinct goal of 
having a product, if someone walks into it, they know it's one of um, Sanjay and Malkit's Savoy's property product. That was the emphasis around it. So now as we do our own properties, uh, investors' properties, even our self-contained flats, we want to give it that distinct look. If you look at it, you you think, actually, that looks like a Savoy's properties uh, product. And is, what, are the, what are your plans kind of going forward then? Are you, uh, do you source for other investors and do you offer turnkey solutions for them? Or are you just focusing on your own portfolio and growing that, Sanjay? No, we're doing both. So, yes, we have, um, <clears throat> we, we sort of are doing a few a year or two ago. Um, we've, we've got some investors on board um, who we developed turnkey products for. But um, last year, we actually started to go a little bit harder on that. And, and, and that's what we are doing. So we, we, we don't do it out and out just for other people, but we sort of have eight to 10 slots or, or, or plots that we can purchase for somebody, help them purchase it and, and, and transform it to HMOs um, per, per year. So, so we're actually concentrating on that. So if, if you look at our website and you look at Instagram, you know, we're, we're not pushing for it. We're actually getting a lot of people coming to us. And especially since the award, a lot of people are coming to us saying, you know, can you guys help us? Can you guys um, give us some advice, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's what we're doing. But as well as that, we're doing our own, our own um, developments at the same time. So we're still doing HMOs. We're still doing um, commercial residentials. We're still doing new builds. So we're still doing our projects at the same time. And how do you find that works when you're working with investors and expanding their portfolio? Aren't you sort of creating competition for yourselves? No, not at all. Because um, <clears throat> the whole the whole thing around it is that market mentioned that we've actually started to manage portfolios. So what happens is um, we develop a product from turnkey product, but then we manage it. So um, obviously there's management um, fees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So at the same time, it's it's sort of diversifying within the property sector. So now. We've got the HMO income, we've got the self-contained income, et cetera, et cetera. So now we're trying to build a new income, which is the management side of it. So it's just diversifying within the property world, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously in order to attract investors and uh, and work with other property professionals, you've been working on your brand. So tell us about the uh, the award and the, the deal that you uh, submitted. I'll let Malcolm take that because sure. he's um, with all the paperwork. Yeah. So basically... Um, for the last few years, we've been focusing on a mixture of HMOs and then commercial to residential conversions. Uh, we will take um, offices or some uh, mixed-use uh, commercial shopfront properties and we'll convert those into residential flats. Um, I think last year we had a mixture. We, had, we purchased a takeaway in Reading, which we converted to three uh, two-bedroom flats. We had um, a denim site, which we which was converted from, uh, well, we left it as a retail unit on the bottom, a six-bed ensuite HMO on the first, second, and third floor. And we ended up converting the uh, 56 square foot uh, garages that were associated with the building to um, a three-bedroom muse house. And then finally, we had uh, our Burnham site, which we made uh, a collection of uh, studio one and two bedroom flats. We then uh, collated all that information and uh, submitted that to the property investor 
awards. We were nominated for and uh, nominated and finalists for four four of the awards and ended up winning the Commercial Developer of the Year Award. Great. And um, what do you think made your deal st- stand out? Apart, you can see it right there. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> um, why, do you, why do you think it yeah, stood out? So I, I think it was literally... I, th- I think it was a li- literally uh, a combination of two factors. One, uh, the finish of the product, and two, the financials, which worked well. Okay, do you want to talk us through? So they were literally, that? sure. Um, the, I think the denim site, uh, I think um, we were, I think, circa 600,000 in, including all costs, uh, finance, build. I think the revaluation came in at just over 1.2 million. Yep. Um, I'll put it here in black and white if you want it. 1. Yeah, so I think. And um, what was the purchase price? That's right. Um, so we purchased that for 475. That's right. Oh, okay. And did you purchase using bridging, cash, uh, crowdfunding? So it was a com- combination of two. So we used our own funds for the deposit and the build and then we used uh, short-term finance with Shawbrook for the purchase and then then for the exit. Great and how did you find this? Were you actively sourcing for properties like this or properties of this value or did it just you know did it just come across your lap and uh, and you saw the opportunity and went for it? Um, so what, what we tend to find now is because we've been in the industry for 20 years uh, we tend to have agents that call us up. So I've got something uh, that you may find of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a look at the particulars and if, if we see we can add some value, then we, we tend to be the first ones that visit the site and make an offer, um, um, which was the case on this property. Right. And how about any exit strategies? Did you have any um, backup plans if plan A didn't work? Or um, So we always have a mixture um, of exits, we we tend to always keep, but then we just always we, we tend to look at per, uh, permitted development rights, prior approvals that we can put in. So we try not to go for full planning applications. So most of our application, most of the work that we do is either permit development or prior approval. So we can be in and out within six months. Right. There's less risk as well at the same time. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, and do you always buy to hold or are some of these to sell on? We hold. We, we buy to hold, yeah, we just buy to hold. But this particular one that Market's um, just speaking about, um, he actually thought of a brilliant idea of how to combine the planning with, with a garage at the back. So we, the whole property came with a detached garage. It was, it was it's, it's quite a big garage. Um, and through through sort of researching, et cetera, et cetera, we actually got... Um, permission to make it into a two-stroke three-bedroom muse house wow. I mean, that's a garage it's, it's actually crazy when you think about it so it's it's it, it's sort of one of the lucky ones if you like where we're sort of it's a win-win-win brilliant that's uh that must have been a bit of big bonus <laughs> yes well yes it's been, I, I think it's worth about about um what's about four four fifty i'll just check the figures that we've got there but yeah it's it's approximately about four hundred thousand pounds wow um just for converting the garage into into a house so yeah it was a, it was a bit of a brucey bonus if you like at the end of it which is quite nice great 
And what sort of advice would you give to people listening who are, they, you know, they're inspired by your journey and it's, you know, the numbers are fantastic, uh, but they're starting out and they're not sure which strategy or where to start. And I, I think a lot of people as well, they see the HMOs in particular, the higher yields up north. And if they're investing, you know, if they're located down south, for example, they're thinking, well, how can I, how can I access these properties? Um any advice? There's, there's, I'm a, um, I'll, I'll start and then Mark can probably just come into it. But I mean, what, what I would say is the North strategy, a lot of people do do it, but it all depends on, on your budget and the finance. You know, it's, it's, we're always here to help. So if anybody wants to get in touch with us just to get some advice of, about, you know, I've got X amount of money, what can I do? What do you guys recommend? We're more than happy to sort of give them, give them a helping hand. And if you don't have enough, have enough funds, you can always do, you know, JVs with somebody else, put your money together, start a company and, and, and invest. North is good, it works, but the only thing is the capital appreciation is not there. So the property prices don't really go up, whereas in where we are, they do. Um, so it's all sort of swings and roundabouts, but um, market. Sure. Um, what I would say is it's not an overnight success. So we've been in it for 20 years. What I, what we, what I would suggest is maybe start with a small buy to let because you've got to learn the whole process of just having a tenant, the illegal aspects that are there with the tenancy agreements, the deposits, and build from that. So do it as step-by-step. Step. So you, And a bank won't just automatically lend you money for a HMO because they deem that as a higher risk. They charge you a higher interest rate and they wouldn't buy to let. So I would start with a buy to let. Maybe if you try a few of those and then progress on to a HMO at a later date. Brilliant. And what about for people who are at the next stage where they, let's say they've got a few single lets or maybe even HMOs and they're looking to raise finance and create their brand, create their presence, whether that's on social media or, or in person at events when, when we're allowed back into the events. But, uh, you know, you just mentioned Sanjay about, about, well, you can just get a JV and, yeah. uh, and a company together, but obviously they require you know that requires some credibility it requires um you know people to know about you and, yes. and know like and trust you as, as they say so uh, where should people start in in raising their brand and their profile well social media is obviously the key to it right so you have to have social media you have to have proven success you know where where, where you're actually showing people a product that you've actually developed you've actually proofs in the pudding right so rather than just putting out photographs of anybody's developments they have to be your own developments and i think like myself and market what we've been doing is is is, is sort of being featured in magazines coming on with you with you at the moment and etc etc just putting your name out there so people actually know that you are reputable you do exist and you know you're not going to take my money and run away or anything you know yeah, it's accountability. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think there's a lot to do with that. It's, it's not, I think what Marcus said is key. It's not an overnight success. A lot of people want to get rich quick. And, you know, everybody would love to, right? But it doesn't happen. It's, it is a slow, steady sort of, you know, um, race, if you like, and, and journey. And um, I, think, I think as long as you structure it well, get the right advice, get the right guidance, because you can nowadays of how to structure your business, how to, um, you know, present it on social media, um, if you do it the correct way, then yeah, you you, you can then um, sort of meet the right people, get the right connections. You know, you'll have to join certain um, sort of um, online webinars and, you know, all these sort of um, property meets, if you like, that you have where you can sort of meet people and 
engage with people on the similar sort of level as yourself. And through that network, you can then probably find yourself another business partner to do a JV with. Um, but you have to put the work in. The, the, the work has to go and it's, it's, it's not just going to happen overnight because you have a lot of people out there who are going to waste your time, as yeah. you probably know yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a lot of time you've got to put into it. Yeah. And, and is there any particular platform, social media that you prefer? Is it more sort of LinkedIn where there's more, it's more of a professional environment or uh, Instagram with the photos and it's always, it's always social media king. It's not me. It's Malkit. So right. you got to <laughs> Well, I, I personally think um, Instagram is is pretty useful because you can visually see transformational properties and you can see whether you want to do it. People add their stories on. Um, I noticed uh, recently, obviously, Clubhouse is now available where people can have rooms and you can have a discussion. Um, it's a free resource, which I think uh, to the listeners of YPN will be pretty useful yeah we'll be talking about that in uh, the next month's magazine as well so it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment i know i'm hooked already but <laughs> uh and it you know yeah, it's, no, it's pretty easy it's it's a great platform for connecting with like-minded people and uh, you, you know people who you would never normally be able to connect to and, and, and ask questions and things so uh for anyone who's not on clubhouse yet i'd uh, encourage you to to check it out um, how have you found it while we're on the subject? Um, I've, I've only just gone on it within the last week. Uh, and the first few days, I didn't really use it. And then uh, I clicked on it. It's pretty useful where you can go into a room, you can, you can have it on, people are having discussions, and you can continue with your work. Um, and then it's also very interactive. If you can put your hand up, you want to ask a question, and if the uh, person hosting allows you can get that one-to-one question to someone that normally you would not be able to do. So um, we're hoping to contribute to it going forward. At the moment, we're just in the learning stage on how it all works. And um, Sanjay, where do you think that, you know, this? how do you share the content of what you're doing? Because uh, especially with social media and, and keeping with this branding theme, there is there is so much that you could share and so many different ways how do you decide do you have a schedule of okay this week monday is going to be motivation monday or uh technical tuesday is a do you think about it or is it more just documenting what you're doing as you go along um again if i'm honest with you it's it's all market it's right, not, okay I, I don't no part in that it's, it's just you can't have two cooks right so i just yeah, yeah. Him and i think i think his strategy works really well i mean we i think he's posted today that it's, it's a thousandth host am i right market so he that's he, right he collected a uh, nice sort of video together for it today where, where we showed one of our HMOs in Windsor, but market can fill you in. So, so from our perspective, we're just documenting our journey. The reason why we started to use Instagram in the first place was we had investors and they'll be saying, can we have to see some of your uh, work? So I'll get my phone out. Um, they'll, I'll shame some photos, swiping, swiping, swiping. And then there's a picture of my son. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to have... Uh, we wanted to have sort of a, a, a place where it was just literally work stuff because our own phones are mixed with friends, family, work. Uh, so this was more a professional outlook for us. And it, I think we initially uh, started two years ago and it's just uh, grown. So we've been quite 
thrown back by the interest that we've actually got from Instagram. I think from from two years ago when we started, we weren't really well. Yeah, Market and I weren't really full on with with the Instagram stuff. I think we've only started doing it since we've branded rebranded to Savoy's. We've really got into it. So I think that was only March two thousand twenty. I got to get it right. We're in twenty one, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in two thousand twenty is when we sort of went really hard into it, and and you know we've got over eight thousand followers, which it's, it's, I mean, it was probably in the hundreds or maybe, you know, just over a thousand. So for that increase to happen yeah. in the, in the, in the space of sort of, um, sort of, you know, whatever, 10 months, it's, it's fantastic progress. Brilliant. brilliant. And uh, any final thoughts on, you know, your journey so far and anything you can share with the audience who are listening? Um, any tips, any advice, obviously, you know, this is, a, these are really uncertain times, maybe how you're, dealing with it how you how you're looking forward to the new year i think we can both probably put some give some advice i mean my advice would be is that you know <clears throat> i know the housing market at the moment's crazy and everybody's sort of jumping on the bad bang and saying you know i'm gonna buy one i want to buy i wouldn't do that i'd step back analyze the whole situation analyze your financial situation yourself before you commit to something like this um because you know there's always going to be ups and downs so just just don't don't follow what everybody else is doing and just you know step back sometimes and just just think yourself okay is it is it my right time is it the right deal I've got so many people that I know and they're just for house sake just just bought houses just just to get into the property market which is fair play to them but a lot of them have have paid over the odds I mean I would never have bought these houses for these prices but they've really paid over the odds and and. I was like, if you'd come to us at Savoy's, I would have, I would have bought this property for you know, fifty, sixty thousand pound less, which is a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. So, people without the experience, without knowledge, are just looking at the market, reading the papers, reading the media, and thinking, well, actually, do you know what? I'm going to go and buy a property. And I would just say, look, look guys, step back. If you do want advice, um, Savoy's properties are here to help anybody um, where we can. Um, like, like Market said, you know, it's not all overnight success it will take time just just sort of be patient and it will come perfect that's great and Malkit um, yeah so following on from what Sanjay said uh, if you're looking at a deal or if you're looking at purchasing something just work backwards look at what the final figure is minus out any renovation costs um, and then um, uh, renovation costs buying costs and then that will sort of give you an indication of where you should be on your purchase price um, the only other thing to add is progressing forwards. I would recommend people to, to network out there. Um, if you're starting up, then maybe get with a, a group of individuals that are in that position, get with some people within your family or your friends that actually have properties and being in the, um, the industry for a little while and educate yourself as well. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for your time today. Where can people find out more about you apart from everywhere? <laughs> Where's the best place people can start? Uh, and any links that you can give us for the show? Uh, see, sure, you've got our website. So uh, www.savoysproperties.co.uk. Uh, we're on Instagram uh, at Savoys Properties. That's probably the biggest portal that we use. Uh, we are on LinkedIn facebook and twitter but we don't use those as much okay great well thank you very much for your time today and uh, we look forward to watching your success and your journey continue thank you for having us thanks thanks, thanks michelle
And for people listening, if you're not yet a subscriber to the magazine, then please click the link below for your free first copy. 